The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Wolf, there it is. Welcome. We're, okay, we're not going to start waiting for a second wolf <laughs> from Wolfie. The first the first wait for the first wolf is uh, is trying enough sometimes. But yeah, welcome back to Far Lands or Bust, where we are continuing walking to those far lands in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3 in episode 500. 55! 555 episodes. This one being released today, Saturday, January 23rd, 2016. As we uh, didn't make any boats. Oh, I have a boat. Oh, dang. I already have a boat. I should buy a boat. I should buy a second boat and a third boat. Uh, we crafted the boats. And, like I said, we're continuing on. And uh, we're not going to use the boat. Uh, <laughs> we're continuing on and continuing to raise money for Child's Play Charity. Up to $21,552.50. Oh, missed opportunity there. Could have had $555.55 for episode 555. And it would have been very appropriate if this happened on May 5th. But no, no. that uh, We're well ahead of that schedule. But, uh, yeah, farlandsbus.com is where you can donate, where you can track the donations. You can see that we're currently at 35% of the way to our $60,000 goal here this season, season 6. And uh, when we do reach that goal is when I finally press F3 to see how far we've walked. It, it hasn't been until last May that we pressed F3. And we found that we were at 2,266,779 blocks from spawn. And the Farlands are at 12,500,000-something blocks from spawn. So a little bit of a ways to go, but we're at 18.06% of the way to the Farlands. Or at least back there, we were at 18%. We've got, we've got to, we've got to at least be at 20% now. We've gotta. It's got. Oh God! Speaking of gotta, I gotta get out from under this uh, this ice as we continue here. But yeah, thank you everybody for your continued donations. I want to thank Stargate Five Two Five for a very generous donation. Didn't have a question. Just said that they watched Farlands Bus for a while, and this is their first donation, and uh, it was a, a very generous one, like I just said. So thank you. Stargate525 and all the donations and uh, all the ones that come in with questions as well. When you do donate, you can leave a comment that I will see and you can ask a question with that comment and I will get to it in a future episode of Farlands Bust. And that is what we're going to do today. I've had some very frequent space news and just like updates and stuff to talk about the last couple episodes that have taken up the first couple days of Minecraft. Uh, in each episode, but today we just got questions. And the first one from an anonymous donor is actually a follow-up on the previous episode's topic. They asked what I would name that new potential planet, Planet 9, uh, that, that has been predicted to exist outside the Kuiper Belt. 
I don't know. Well, first it has to exist. We still don't know that it actually exists. There have been similar instances. I know I said before that Neptune was actually discovered. First it was theorized gravitationally. How did you lose all that health, Wolfie? Did you get stuck under the ice? Ah, jeez. It's going to be one of these episodes, isn't it? Whoop, whoop, yep. There we go. So yeah, first it has to exist. Just like I said, Neptune was discovered, was theorized, ooh, another spawner, to have existed before it was actually confirmed to have existed, based solely on gravitational data. Uh, there have been planets and objects that have been disproven to have existed that were thought to have existed uh, due to gravitational data as well. So it could be uh, could be disproven for all we know. I'm I'm no scientist. I'm not the one doing the calculations and whatnot. Alright, that should do it. It did not do it. What would I name it? I honestly have no idea. Uh, it would have to be... There's a, there's a theme. <laughs> there's a definite theme with the current naming of the planets, uh, being as how they were actually, you know, at least the visible ones were named way back was it Greek? Kind of the Greek, the Greek times, the Greek in times and whatnot. And uh, so that theme continues. So I don't know. Uh, its properties, I suppose it's known for wrangling up these objects out in the Kuiper belt. Uh, some bread and string. Not much here. So some sort of, well, a lot of them are already, I know, Ceres and Io. Our, uh, well, Ceres is the dwarf planet in the asteroid belt, and Io is a moon of Jupiter or Saturn. I honestly can't remember, but I, I was I was very closely considering naming Eva Io because Io is like the goddess of uh, cat cattle or, or, or farming or, or shepherds or something like that. And Eva is an Australian cattle dog, a, a farming dog, a, a cattle herding dog. <laughs> so I kind of thought that would be interesting, but it is, it is a very unusual and, and distinct name. I think Ceres is something similar, or I might be confusing the two. Maybe Io is like mother protector or, or something like that, and Ceres is the, the goddess of farmers or farming or cattle or... Something like that. I can't remember. One of the two. Uh, but yeah, the, I, I decided to go with the non... <laughs> the non-astronomical naming of, of the dog. Uh, although there is Eva. Could be translated as EVA. Like what astronauts do <laughs> outside the space station or whatever. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I have no idea what I would name it. It would, it, it, it's, it's, it would have to be something that has really no, no impact... Uh, on my own personal life or, or you know, something of, of my own liking. I don't think it should be named something like geeky or Star Wars or Star Trekky or anything like that. I think it does need to kind of... It should be, be chosen from a, a thematic list so that it matches all the other planets. You know, we can't name it... Tatooine or something, you know, or whatever. Uh, that, would, it would just, that would just be uh, weird and unusual. So... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what what would be an appropriate name. There's also a lot of names that have already been taken by like other moons and other uh, objects in the solar system and even outside the solar system. But 
But yeah, I'm, I, I honestly have no idea. We'd have to look at its properties, uh, you know, depending on its color. You know, Mars is named Mars because it's red and war and whatever. Uh, even though, vice versa, Venus is actually the one, the the planet that's like super duper hot and hostile, uh, and, and Mars is kind of cold and cold and dead, for the most part, for as as much as we know. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure. We'd have to wait to first of all know that it exists, and then second of all to actually learn some properties about it. Oh, speaking of. Speaking of absolutely nothing I was just speaking of, here, let's kill a pig. <laughs> oh, man. Got another question here from another anonymous donor. Would you consider searching for Forest Fen's treasure with a Farlander? Why not, <laughs> after you say no? Well, to be honest with you, I had to look up what the heck that even was. I don't, I've never even heard of it. Apparently there's some myth about some art dealer who has buried or hidden one to three million dollars in the Rocky Mountains somewhere that people search for. But I don't know. I I, I, I kind of looked that up and I'm like, well, that is already highly suspect to be, to be a falsity. Kind of looking for Bigfoot or looking for uh, uh, that, that one guy who stole money and jumped out of a plane. What was his name? But uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. That I'm not much of a treasure hunter. That's not the reason I like the outdoors or anything like that. I don't go searching for hidden clues or, or gold. There's a lot of gold mines, or even yeah, more, more probably more coal mines. When you're hiking out here in Arizona, they're like, oops, stay, don't don't go down in the mines or anything like that. And uh, I haven't actually seen any. You can see some. Some remnants, some old foundations of old uh, buildings that perhaps existed back in the coal, coal town, coal miney days. But yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, you're kind of wasting your time if you're searching for that. Probably use your time and and make that money uh, if you put your elf efforts elsewhere. Perhaps I don't know. Maybe maybe not. I'm certainly <laughs> that's certainly not how how my efforts are turning out. But uh, but yeah. Thank you for that uh, donation and question. Let's jump up here and make an elevated ID, an elevated Eidolon, an elevated hidey hole, rather. Whoops. Sleep away the night. Woof. And we will continue with more questions in the morning. <laughs> And a questionsness. Right, Wolfie? Woof. Oh, that's right. We got the TNT. We were going to have some fun. Because we're not having fun right now. We we're going to have some fun with TNT here to mark episode 555 for for unknown reasons. Well, there's definitely a spawner somewhere down here. But that's a shame. Woof. Wolfie, <laughs> he pushed me off the ledge. See here, somebody, another anonymous, it's Anonymous Donor Day. If you had the chance to travel to one planet in our solar system and then return to Earth, which one would it be? And then return to Earth. Well, I'd probably want to go to like Europa 
or Titan, the moons. More so than like a planet Mars or anything like that. Although, although if it, like I just mentioned, if it would be feasible, feasible and survivable Venus, actually, I'm, I'm pretty interested in, in uh, Venus as a planet, and it's kind of unfortunate that it doesn't get as explored, because it tends to, you know, <laughs> melt and destroy whatever we throw at it, as compared to, to Mars. But it's, it's mostly because there's no potential for human uh, boots to be put on the ground there. So it's kind of like, well, why, why would we even bother? I mean, there have been some theories, hypotheses, that it, it, it is potential, like, up in the clouds where it isn't 800 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, there could be some sort of life. There is potential. It is it, Venus and Mars, as well as ourselves, are technically within the habitable zone of our, of our solar system. Uh, so, I mean, there's potential there, and, and it is interesting to see the the few photos of landers that have made it down to the surface. Uh, it is, you know, it is a, almost a very Martian surface even. Uh, the, you know, you get the, the very fragmented rocks and, and mountains and little uh, pebbles and uh, boulders on the ground. What am I looking for here? I'm looking for a boat. Ah, Wolfie! But yeah, I, I, it would be very interesting to know what's up with the surface of Venus, and there's apparently very active volcanic activity even still, so it's it's not a dead, uh, geologic, geologically speaking, it's not a dead planet like uh, Mars mostly is. So yeah, that, that, that would be interesting. But yeah, probably more so, uh, you know, in the similar sense, your, your Titans, your Europas or whatever uh, would be interesting to visit, and then return to Earth with findings or samples or whatever. That'd be neat. Anthony asks, oh, it's the end of the anonymous question-asking day. Uh, Anthony, who is not anonymous, asks, just curious if you are more excited by the SpaceX vision of Mars or the NASA dream. Well, if you want my honest opinion, the SpaceX vision is a bit more... Feasible isn't the word, but just believable, just more, uh, just because, you know, Elon Musk is behind it. He, he's, he's a very strong-headed individual to make things happen, as opposed to the NASA dream. It, it just is kind of a dream. We're building this rocket. There have been uh, recently articles and uh, news about how the, uh, what, what are they calling it now? <laughs> the Orion capsule and the the big SLS that's what it's called space launch system rocket is literally a, a rocket without a, a plan or a destination like it's kind of like well we could go to an asteroid uh, or we could go to the moon but we really don't want to go to the moon uh, it could go to Mars but we really don't know how uh, we're really just building a big rocket for the sake of building a big rocket uh, which is you know, similarly the same thing that happened with the Constellation program before it that was kind of spinning its wheels. And uh, it kind of is literally the Constellation program reborn and, and now floundering a bit. So yeah, uh, SpaceX, what with all their recent successes even, uh, seems to be 
much more on the making the progress track uh, and even, you know, looking at the Falcon 9 Heavy. Uh, they've recently started to convert Pad 39A, which is where uh, the space shuttle's launched from, uh, to a, 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 a launch pad for SpaceX for the Falcon 9 Heavy. And I even saw, I didn't realize this, but I was just looking up about you know, the, the Falcon 9 and, and the different versions. You know, they, they recently upgraded from the Falcon 9 to the Falcon 9 version 2. Uh, different uh, fuels and, and uh, engines. I didn't realize, but there's also uh, a Falcon X that's kind of on the uh, the plan, uh, also called the Falcon BFG or BFR. I'm sorry, BFR, BFG is something else, but BFR actually stands for the same thing. But Big Effing Rocket is kind of the code name they've given it, and uh, that's like going to be more powerful and much larger and like an amazing amount of lifting capabilities than even the Saturn V like dwarfs it uh, and I'm like really <laughs> like the the Falcon 9 heavy I thought was going to be impressive but this thing is ginormous and if you just look it up there's you know different diagrams that compare all the different rockets uh, and it's just like wow really <laughs> that's insane and uh so I'm mean, just the fact that they even like have that and and perhaps maybe they're not working on it yet, or perhaps they are. Just the fact that it's it's an idea that they've had, just like they, you know, a year ago it was an idea that they had to to land the first stage, and now they've done it. You know, reland the first stage back at Cape Canaveral, and now it's been done. Uh, so I kind of have a little bit more faith in them. And even even recently, NASA has awarded more uh, definite commercial uh, manned or accrued uh, capsule missions uh, to the space station and and SpaceX is the only one who's actually been successfully launching a rocket. Uh, they've also given it to uh, Boeing, is it, with their dream liner, star liner, whatever, even though that hasn't existed or flown yet. Uh, and then also the Sierra Nevada, the, the, the dream chaser. A lot of dreams being chased and lined and star lined and whatever. Uh, the Dream Chaser, which is kind of the mini shuttle, which is interesting, uh, but a lot smaller of a company that's had a few speed bumps here and there. Uh, but that would be interesting to have kind of a reusable, kind of fixed wing, uh, you know, shuttle-like air, uh, spacecraft again. Kind of uh, improving on and reusing some previous NASA technologies and that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of more excited about what SpaceX is doing. Uh, I, you know, NASA on its own is kind of lacking that direction. NASA's doing great things in terms of planetary science and, you know, on the ISS even, or, or, or you know, with, with their astronaut program and et cetera, et cetera. And, and uh, you know, Earth studies, climate studies trending and, and and that's that that was that satellite that was just launched by SpaceX by the way is was a uh, ocean ocean uh, levels and and temperature monitoring science satellite uh, Juno Juno which I saw launch uh, back in 2011 geez uh, is actually now it just it just surpassed and, and now has the record for the the furthest satellite solar powered satellite from the sun as it is on its cruise to Jupiter to be 
Is it this year? Or is it next year? I think it's this year. Is it this year? I thought it was 2016. Oh, it is 2016. <laughs> I keep thinking it's 2015. Yeah, yeah, it's this year. This July, I believe, Juno is gonna uh, finally arrive at Jupiter. I think. I could be wrong, but I think. So that's exciting. But as far as their their kind of long-term plan, their 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 crewed spaceflight program beyond Earth orbit is is a little bit lacking in definitive direction and and destination and mission, I suppose. Let's see here. Uh, I think we're switching. We're switching. We're switching gears now. Hold hold down that clutch pedal. We're switching from space to meet Xavier Penguin, frequent donor to Child's Play Charity, Farlander here. Other than the normal types of meat, beef, pork, fish, uh, I'm assuming poultry is part of that list as well. What other types of meat have you had and how was your experience with eating said meat? Eh, I don't venture out too greatly. This kind of along the same lines as the last episode I talked about. I'm not really like a foodie or anything like that. But a couple New Year's ago, I went to a fancy like seven course meal New Year's Eve situation and I had the veal? I think veal? No, not veal. It wasn't veal. It was venison? Or was it veal? It might have been veal. Or it might have been venison. I think it actually was venison. It was like deer, wasn't it? It was like a steak. It was good and unique and different, uh, but that... I, I don't seek it out. Oh, it's raining! It's raining, everybody! This was something else I was just talking about. See, at the night when, when the sun sets is that minimum amount of time between weather patterns. It's raining. Neat. Well, now, now my, my, my comfort is all soggy. But let's go to sleep and end this torrential downpour and continue answering these crazy qua these crazy questions from you Forlanders in the morning. And awakeness as the sun comes out and the clouds part. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, that's actually surprising. I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? I, I thought there was like static in my headphones or something. Oh man. So yeah, that, I think that was venison, and uh, or it might have been veal. I don't know. I honestly can't remember. Uh, you know, I've done buffalo burgers, buffalo meatloafs, and whatnot. Buffalo bison, excuse me, meat. Uh, is kind of a popular thing in the United States as kind of like an alternative to your your, your cow beef or whatever. No, I haven't... I don't very... I'm not a huge meat eater. I don't, you know... I maybe have like a steak a month <laughs> at most. Uh, so aside from your, 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 your basic ground meats, your, your sausages, your... Your uh, your hamburgers or whatever. I'm not a, a, a meat partaker. Uh, I like I like your bacon or whatever. I don't even eat pork that much, other than in bacon form. Pork chops and whatever. I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I'm not even a huge fish person. Fish, 
I tend to avoid uh, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, not big on fish. Never have tried sushi or anything like that. No, thank you. (laughs) Um, Trying to think. No, yeah, I mean, that's probably as far as I've gone with that. I'm a I'm a simple boy with a simple palate. <laughs> Crumbolina, another frequent a frequent. What is wrong with my speech impediment today? Uh, frequent uh, to the to the Twitch Tuesdays. Uh, we played speed UHCs with Crumbolina a bunch, and also supporter of, of Child's Play Charity and Farlines of Bust here. Crumbolina, what is a new skill you would like to acquire? Manual transmissions. <laughs> that is a new skill I would like to acquire. That that you know that would make things a lot easier. I don't know. Well, actually, it wouldn't make anything easier in my day-to-day life theoretically, uh, but it would make things easier in my potential future life if I am to possess a a classic and/or fun sporty car that that also contains a said manual standard transmission. So that's a skill I'd like to acquire. I have always kind of wanted to be musical in some sense or the other, whether or not it be guitar or other instruments. I did want to join the band in elementary school, but my parents didn't let me. (laughs) It was kind of a as 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 the the second child, the middle child, my older sister, totally blame the older sister, uh, joined the band, the flute or something like that. I can't remember, and uh, it didn't work out so well. It kind of just stopped being a thing she was interested in. So I feel like my parents were probably preemptively avoiding a similar situation with me, which very well might have been the case. But I wanted to play. Either the saxophone or the, the the trumpet. I think we we did like tryouts and like oh, you know it's here, you know here's band day where if you want to decide, here's a bunch of uh, instruments to try out, and uh, I think the instructor said that I I seemed to be able to, like I was good. I, I was I was good. I was a good blower <laughs> on the trumpet. Uh, the saxophone I liked because it's a little bit more of a. I don't know. Isn't it more? It's it's a little bit more of a desirable uh, instrument, I suppose. If if you can look at any of the the wind instruments, a little bit more of those that kind of jazz influence, I suppose. Uh, but they said I was good at the trumpet. I was good at playing the trumpet. Uh, you know what? Let's let's also make a new iron sword here while we're at it, Wolfie. Beep and. Boop-bop. Very nice. And also some boats. We're using a lot of boats today. Oops. Alright. Carrying on. Uh, so yeah, probably the most practically, like the thing that like immediately I feel very Lacking in the skill department would be a manual transmission, I suppose. Oh, God! Hold on a minute. Whoop, up. Oh, okay. I don't know if that translated to the recording. But everything froze for a moment. Are we all right? Should I... 
Was it the rain? Hold on a minute. I'm gonna disembark here before bad things happen. This is weird why this happens. I'm not like doing any longer of an episode here or traveling any further. Alright, hold on. I'm going to uh Yeah, it's still midday. I'm gonna refresh Wolfie sit, sit, sit. I don't need you disappearing on me. I'm gonna refresh the Minecraft world. Un momento. And we're back. And I think we're alright. Yes, the world is, is generating fine. That was scary. Right, Wolfie? I don't know if you experienced it. That was more of a that was more of a uh <laughs> from the eye of the observer experience. Whew, alright, where were we? I was talking about meat, I was talking about uh, manual transmissions. Uh, speaking of which, Kira T, if you had the opportunity to experience the 11,000 horsepower beasts that are top fuel dragsters, either driving or just watching, would you take it? Driving would be scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are crazy, crazy, like those are like beyond the realm of what I would consider like cars. Like that even doesn't seem to me like an auto racing Woo, surfing. Doesn't seem like an auto racing sport because those are those are more like spaceships or like just crazy technological madhouses. Uh, similar, you know, like Formula One is kind of right on the border. Like those aren't like cars you can relate to or anything like that. Uh, similarly, those top fuel dragsters that do like a quarter mile in like two seconds or whatever crazy madness. Have you ever watched those? Uh, there's a bunch of like slow motion videos of when they do their either burnouts to, you know, heat up the tires or they actually go. How the, uh, those big tires, they, they spin so fast that it, like, the tires expand and they go from these really flat surfaced slicks to these wide donuts. That's insane! <laughs> That's crazy! And just the fact that, like, after every race, after every three-second race, uh, they essentially take apart the entire engine and rebuild it from scratch. <laughs> Essentially, that's what they have to do because there's so much craziness going on uh, in there, like things just, uh, you know, uh, wear out <laughs> after a quarter mile. You gotta, you gotta change everything. So yeah, those are crazy. I've never seen them. I've never, uh, I've never been actually to any sort of drag race, uh, race situation. I suppose that's one style of racing that I've never experienced. I used to, you know, if it's on TV, I'll like watch a little bit just to see because it's always, it's always an interesting, it, it, you know, you're basically watching, you know, <laughs> two rockets simultaneously launch uh, and try to get to that point over there as fast as possible is really what it is. Or rocket launches more so than it's race car driving. But yeah, but just in general, uh, drag racing isn't my type of thing, probably because I don't know how to <laughs> manually uh, shift gears in a car. Uh, you know, there is that, there is drag racing in a Seto Corsa or whatever uh, that I tried out a couple times, but, you know, it's kind of like, well, that's uh, fun for a little bit. Let's go on to, and actually, like, turn the wheel left and right, maybe. But yeah, no, I have a huge respect for drivers who can deal with that and, and like, the engineers and, and just teams who, who work and, and make those cars do what they do. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I didn't realize, I, I assume they were, but I didn't realize they were, like, 1,100 horsepower. That's insane! It's like learning that the, the space station is moving at 17,500 miles per hour. That still makes people like, what, what, did you add a couple zeros accidentally there? No, no. <laughs> 17,500 miles per hour. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, man. 
Uh, lastly here, got an anonymous question. Have you ever tried Lagavulin? I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, my, my Scottish friends. Uh, Scotch? Wait, where did... Oh, I lost the question. And if so, what did you think of it? Alternately, what do you think of Parks and Recreation? Uh, that question coming from the fact that, that Ron, his Scotch of choice, was Lagavulin. I, I, I can't... I don't, I don't remember. I know. I don't think I've ever purchased a bottle. Um, I've had... I, I might have. There was a restaurant in Portland that I went to that had... Uh, it was like $12 for a, <laughs> a dram or whatever, you know, a little uh, after-dinner drink that I had. I can't remember if it was Lagavulin. It might have been. It probably was, because I saw it. And I, I I recognized it as the name of the uh, the potion that Zisto gave us on the Mindcrack server, so it, that might have been like a Lagavulin or what's the other? There's like another like kind of very common commonly known fancy fancy pants Scotch that that's out there in in the world. Uh, I feel like making a sidey hole here today. Wolfie, have a pig. Well done. These pigs were not dry. Oh, we forgot to... Let's actually... Let's make our sidey hole with the TNT, why don't we? All right, Wolfie, you're gonna sit right there. Let's, uh... For posterity's sake, light things up here, and we're really gonna light things up. All right. Let's dig in. All right, that's where I'm gonna place it. Explosive... Hidey hole making in three, two, one. Getting kind of dark out here and dangerous. All right. Oh, that's going to be kind of close for Wolfie. Careful, Wolfie. Woo! Kill the chicken. Oh, wow. That uh, actually was a bit more than I anticipated. Probably should have moved that back a bit. Uh, all right. Now, quickly, let's uh, actually make the hidey hole here. Ha, ha. Uh, sorry, I'm just, I'm going to break out the sidey part of the sidey hole when I actually, uh, whoops. Finish making it. <laughs> what a, what a derptastic little uh, end here to this episode. But yeah, episode 555 of Far Lands of Bust. Uh, here you go, Wolfie, have a light. And, uh, let's block ourselves in here. Ooh. Spooky. Let's fill out the rest of this hidey hole, because clearly the TNT didn't do a good enough job. And, uh, yeah. Thank you everybody who donated, uh, who asked these questions to give us things to talk about. Yeah, I do like Parks and Rec. Sorry for not finishing. I do like Parks and Rec. I did like Parks and Rec, I guess. And, uh, I do like Scotch, but I can't remember if I've, uh, had Lagavulin before. There's, there's got to be a better way to pronounce that that I'm not pronouncing it. And uh, here we are in uh, ooh, a bit of a deluxe sidey hole here, am I right? It's, it's, it's one block bigger than it needs to be. Let's make the, whoop, make the end of the episode beds and then a few for the next episode and remind everybody to keep going to farlandsbus.com Keep donating to Child's Play Charity. 
helping get toys, books, and games to kids in hospitals around the world. Hold on, I'm trying something here. I have all these sticks that I want to get rid of, and they, I keep having more than a stack, and it's thoroughly annoying to me. So what I'm gonna do is something crazy. Totally crazy, man. Quickly now, before something... Ah! Oh, that's right. In this version, you can't... Uh oh there's a creeper outside. Oh, oh this isn't going well. Uh, you can't place... Oh, God. Oh, did I get that? You can't place a, uh, a fence without it being on a block. All right. This is more than a sidey hole. This is an, an open air. I got a nice... A whole breezeway going on here, but uh, hopefully that protects us. I don't know if skeletons can shoot through there. Uh, where was I going with this? Farlinesofbus.com, donating to Child's Play Charity. I appreciate uh, everybody who continues to do so, everybody who asks questions. Keep those coming in, and when we raise $60,000 this season, season 6, is when we will finally press F3 at a Flabathon event. And, uh, yeah, thank you for your support here. Everybody have a good weekend. Everybody be careful uh, who's getting, like, whatever, 20 inches of snow in uh, North America here uh, this weekend. Uh, I, tomorrow, instead, am going to go hiking because uh, it's going to be, like, 74 degrees here in Phoenix. So, ha! <laughs> Take that, you dang winter weather havers of the world. <laughs> oh, man, I'm a jerk. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. As the sun comes out and the clouds part, oh.